so glad you're joining us this Easter Sunday. My name is Daniel, and I want you to know God has something incredible planned for you today. Jesus is risen, and he brought you here because this service is especially made for you. And we know God has a purpose and a plan for your life. I believe God wants to speak directly to you today, and so I'd love to pray and start us off. Lord, we come to you today knowing that you are all-powerful, and God, there is nothing that is beyond you. So we come to you, our risen Savior asking you to move and work today. And God, I pray everything that happens over the next few moments would glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen.
that technology allows us to worship God together from all over the world. Speaking of technology, I want to tell you about one of our favorite apps here at Journey. It's the YouVersion app. And each week our message notes are uploaded for you on YouVersion and you can follow along. All you have to do is follow the link on your screen or click the link in the comments. And now as we jump into today's message, I want to encourage you to share this video with someone. We believe the gospel is so life-changing, everyone should experience it. And so if you're ready, let's jump into today's message. Hey guys, welcome. We are so glad you have joined us here. And uh, for Easter weekend, this is a special weekend. Easter weekend is uh, it's just it's, it's special for the believer, for the Christian, for the follower of Christ. And, and uh, you know, I just, I, I'm so glad you guys have been able to join us. Uh, I know there's people joining, you know, from all over the world to, to be a part of this. And we love that, you know, that we get to share the hope that we have. And so this Easter weekend is, is powerful. But we look back this past week, we've, we've experienced Holy Week. And Holy Week has been moving towards this moment, more, moving towards, you know, the resurrection but also the cross of Christ. You know, we go back to last Sunday and we, we had the triumphal entry where Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and he is focused. He is, he is moving towards God's plan for his life, God's purpose for his life. And so Jesus is moving towards the cross and nothing is going to stop him. Nothing is going to hold him back, not even his disciples. And so he is moving towards that, that, that goal of, of being able to pay for the sins of the world. You know, he established uh, communion. He established the Lord's Supper with, with his, uh, his disciples there. But he's moving towards the cross. 
You know, and so we, we celebrate that on Good Friday, the cross of Christ. And so whenever I look back at that, I realize, you know what, that is the love of God. How much God loves us, that He would allow His only begotten Son to go to the cross, to die for your sins and for my sins, for my mistakes and my transgressions and yours as well. And so Jesus didn't do anything wrong. He was the perfect Lamb who would go to the cross. And he would bleed out His precious blood for you and for me. That's how much God loved us. But when we move to the power of the resurrection, we move and we, we focus on the power of God. The incredible, life-changing power of God that we see through the resurrection. And that, that, that power that we see in the resurrection defeats hell. It defeats death. It defeats the grave. It defeats it all. And we see victory because of what Christ has done through the power of the resurrection. And so today I want you to join us as we kind of unpack hope. Uh, you know, hope is something that our nation needs now as much as ever. With this pandemic that we're going through, there's people that seem to have no hope. They, you know, they've lost hope. They, they feel like, you know what, hey, there's no end to this. But I'm just telling you, God is here and He is working to draw people close to give them hope. And today I hope that you're able to walk away from this with a confident hope. And so today we unpack this. What is hope? And, and I believe that the, the resurrection is what powers hope. The resurrection of Christ is what powers hope. Resurrection is such an important thing in the life of a believer. It's what sets Christianity apart from every other religion. There are plenty of great teachers that died, but all of them have a grave somewhere. But Jesus has none. Jesus was resurrected. The power of the resurrection is what sets Christ apart from anything else. It's why He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through Him. And so Jesus, literally, the, power, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is what powers our hope. And, and so I want us to read about the resurrection today. The resurrection here recorded in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, in verses 28, 1 through 10. And listen to this exciting morning that happens here. It says, early on Sunday morning as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and he sat on it. His face shone like light, and his clothes was as white as snow. And the guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they, they fell dead faint. And then the angel spoke to the women, Don't be afraid. He said, I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. Don't you love that? Don't be afraid. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said, he would as, as he said it would happen. Come see where his body was lying. No longer there. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you. And so he's telling hey, remember this. So the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, but they were also filled with great joy. They were excited about what was happening. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And man, I hope that there's some, some of you today that meet Christ. And you begin to experience what these, these ladies here have experienced. It says they ran to him, they grasped his feet, and they worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. There it is again. Don't be afraid. God doesn't want us to be afraid in this pandemic. He wants us to be faithful. He wants us to walk by faith. He wants us to be wise. And He wants us to wash our hands. And He wants us to do the things that will protect others. But the thing is, is we're not to be afraid. We're not to fear death. We're not to fear the pandemic. So don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. And they will see me there. So, in, so here's what I want you to understand. The power of the resurrection is what empowers hope. So the word occurs, the word power occurs like 57 times in the New Testament. And it's used to describe this powerful event of Christ being resurrected. The powerful event that changed all of history. 
you know, A.D., after his death, B.C., before Christ, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the most powerful event in history. And so the resurrection is what, power, it's what powers hope. The resurrection is what powers hope. It's what gives us this confident hope. So let's look at Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. I love that as well. And right now, for a lot of you, maybe this seems like a darkness, like there's a dark cloud hanging all over the world. But the Bible says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope. The confident hope He has given to those He called His holy people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. That's the church. That's the believer. That's the follower of Christ. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in Him. For those of us who believe, we realize, you know what, God has got this. There's no reason for me to be in fear. There's no reason for me to be afraid. God has got this, the, the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Paul uses the Greek word for power, dunamis, which is the root word for dynamite, which we know that dynamite is a very powerful thing. It's a tool that's been used to move mountains. And so Paul is saying God wants you to experience this, this dynamite power that can change your life. It can move the mountains in your life. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead 2,000 years ago is available to you and it's available to me to transform our weaknesses into strengths. I love that. And so without the resurrection, there is no hope. I'll just tell you that. Without the resurrection, there is no hope. And I want you to see why that, that's important. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 14 through 19. And, and this is Paul writing to the church at Corinth there. And he said, hey, listen, man, if there's no resurrection, man, there's no hope. If there's no resurrection, we can forget it all. He says, and if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. What I'm doing right now is a waste of time. That's what he's saying. All, then all our preaching is useless, and your faith is useless. It's useless. And if we apostles would all be lying about God. For we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no, res- no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. In other words, it didn't happen. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In other words, they haven't been washed away or wiped away. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. In other words, all those who had great faith, our grannies and our grandmas and all that kind of stuff, and grandpas that we said, you know, were righteous, godly men, they're lost. That's what Scripture says. And if if our hope in Christ is only for this life, says we're more to be more pitied than anyone in the world if it's only for here he said we're the biggest buffoons in the world he said hey listen man this this transcends everything this deals with eternal life and so he said hey listen man in that case all who have died believing in christ are lost and so we see this it says without the resurrection there is no hope but the thing we have to understand that there that because of the resurrection there is hope Look at this next one. Without the resurrection, there is no forgiveness of sins. We just talked about that. 1 Corinthians 15, 17 through 18. Look at this passage. And if Christ has been raised, then your faith, if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you're still guilty of your sins. What, I mean, what a, what a horrible thing to experience. And that's what Paul is saying. Because there are some people like, not, we don't believe in the resurrection. But I'm just telling you, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, you know, you might say, well, I believe that Jesus was a great teacher. It's more than that. 
It's more than just believing that he was a great teacher. It's believing that he died on the cross. It's believing that what he did on the cross paid for your sins. It's believing that his precious blood is what washes away our sin. It's believing that the power of the resurrection is what sets him apart from everything else and anyone else. And so he has defeated death. He has defeated the grave. He's defeated all of that. And so if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you're still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. What a heartbreaker. But here's the thing, but because of the resurrection, there is forgiveness of sin. Because of the resurrection, because of the cross, because of all that Christ came to do, there is forgiveness of sin for those of us who have, who have blown it, who have messed up. And the Bible tells us in Romans that everyone, we have all fallen short of God's glorious standard. We've all messed up. We all are in need of a Savior. And for every one of us out there, man, we, we can go, you know what? I have messed up. I have lied before. I've cheated before. I've stolen before. Whatever it might be. But Christ died for those sins. And he can, he can cleanse me of those sins. And he can forgive me of those sins. So without the resurrection, there is no victory as well. There's no victory. Man, we sing victory in Jesus. And we talk about this incredible gift that we've been given. This victory. This victorious life. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians 15. Death is swallowed up. This is further down in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 and following. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For the sin, for sin is the sting that results in death. And what that means is because we sin, that results in death. And that death is a, a physical death. These bodies will breathe our last someday. Everybody watching this, every one of us, myself included, we will die of something. We don't know what that might be, but we will die of something. We'll breathe our last unless Jesus steps out on the cloud and calls his church home. It's the only, the only other option. But the thing is, it's because of what sin brings. It brings a physical death and a spiritual death. And that spiritual death is a separation from a holy God. You know, the souls of men will live in two places one of two places, a place called hell apart from God or in heaven with God. And so for sin is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, look at verse 37, verse 57. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Paul said, hey, listen, man, all of that was taking place. All of that was taken care of. All of that has been covered by what Christ did. So Jesus defeated, he defeated death. He defeated hell, and he defeated the grave. And he took care of sin all at the same time. You're talking about dynamite power. God had incredible power working through the person of Jesus Christ, who was fully man, yet fully God, but he took care of it all. But because of the resurrection, there is victory. We see that. These things have been defeated. So we have been given victory over death, victory over the grave, victory over hell. We receive eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what an incredible picture we have there let's look at this next one here so without the resurrection there is no life you know right now people are worried about death but the thing is is without the resurrection there's no life look at what it says in philippians 3 as paul is writing to the church at philippi there he says yes everything else is worthless i love this this is his passion coming through yes everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing christ jesus my lord in other words, he's Lord. He is first in my life. He is first and foremost. He is what comes first. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ. What Paul is saying, man, hey, listen, nothing compares to knowing Christ. Nothing. It, it's a life like no other to live for Christ and to have him as the Lord of your life. And to become one with him. Now, I no longer count on my own righteousness, in other words, through obeying the law. 
He's saying, hey, listen, it's not about being good enough. It's not about following the law and making sure I, 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 I follow every letter of the law, that I do all the right things. It's not a works-based thing. It's by faith. He says, not my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. My faith is in what Christ did on the cross. My faith is in what Christ did through the power of the resurrection. My faith is in Christ alone. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. It's not works. It's not religion. It's not any of that. It is us putting our faith in what Christ has done. It's trusting Christ completely, allowing Christ to be the leader, the Lord of our life. But because of the resurrection, I love that, because of the resurrection, there is life. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power. There's that mighty power again that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I experience the resurrection from the dead. Paul is saying, hey, listen, I want resurrection power at work in me. I want to experience the presence and the power of God at work in me. And, and, and so here's the thing. The, the disciples were changed, just like Paul had been changed. Paul was one of the apostles. And so, here's what I love. Once the disciples had met the risen Christ, nothing could stop them from preaching their message. Nothing. I mean, think about this. They saw the crucifixion. They saw him bleed out. They saw him beaten. They saw him scourged. They saw all of that. That is not what empowered them. That is not what changed them so much. It's what forgave them. But here's what I love. is what, what they saw was whenever they met the risen Christ, man, it empowered them. It's like a dynamite-type power that just empowered these disciples, these apostles. They would never be the same. Nothing would stop their message, not ridicule, not torture, not imprisonment, not martyrdom. The resurrection was the fundamental premise of what they believed, and it's what they preached. And so from that point forward, man, they didn't care what happened. They were going to proclaim the good news. They were bold. You think about Peter, who would literally boldly proclaim the gospel, and 3,000 people would be added to the number that day. He was empowered by the presence of God, by the Holy Spirit working in him. Here's another one. Their heart changed from focusing on death to focusing on life. And maybe for you, this, all this week, you've been focused on death. You've been focused on negative things. You've been focused on what could happen rather than what on life. And so the, their hearts changed from focusing on, on death to focusing on life. And, and maybe for you today, that's what you need. You need your heart to change. You need, your focus needs to change. That's what I love about Easter. Easter is changing everything. And so there's a, there's a question here. You know, which side of the tomb will you choose to focus on? Which, which side of the tomb will you choose to focus on, death or life? You know, the, the tomb had both. Jesus died. You know, a lot of people say, well, he didn't really die. No, he, he really died. He said, it is finished. And he died. They took down his body. You know, it was the, literally the, 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 uh, the soldier ran a spear up through him to make sure that he was dead. That was part of their job. And they laid him in a borrowed tomb. But man, Sunday was coming and the power of the resurrection changed everything. And so the question is, is, hey, is it the death side of the tomb that you're focused on or is it the life side? People are focused on death right now. Death of jobs, death of finances, death of the economy, their, their vacations, their dead, not going to get to go anywhere. Senior year, I, th I think about some of the seniors, man, this is kind of stump for them. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in high school, it doesn't matter if you're in college. That senior year is kind of a special thing. But a lot of us have focused on the death of that whenever we ought to be focusing on, hey, what is the positive in this? What is the life in this? And so now through Christ, we get to change that focus. Easter is about a shift in focus. And it goes from, hey, you know what? I'm going to quit focusing on death and I'm going to focus on life. Which side of the tomb are you, cho are you choosing to focus on? The resurrection forces this question. What side are you going to live on? I love that. Not only are you going to focus on it, which side are you going to live on? The death side of the tomb is the empty side. 
or the life side of the tomb, which is the fullness of life. And so whenever we, we, we look at that question, we have to ask ourselves, where am I going to live? Am I going to live with Jesus as Lord? Then you're living on the life side, the fullness of life. And so we want to be able to experience all that God has for us. That's what Paul was saying. Hey, listen, man, I want to experience the fullness of life. I want to experience the power of the resurrection. Somehow, some way, I want to align it with Christ. The two of us becoming one to where whatever he wants, that's what I want. Whatever he desires, that's what I desire. What an awesome picture. Let's look at this next one here. I choose life. Man, I hope you do. I, I hope you choose life. I, I think about this, and I think back to whenever I was 19 years old and I chose life. You know, and I've never gotten over that. It's never, it's never gone away. And I don't know about you, but I get excited about being able to gather as the church, being able to come together. And I know we can't do that, you know, corporately, physically. But we can do that digitally, and you can do that in your home. You're still the church. The church is not a building. The church is a people. And so what I love about that is, is God has got the church scattered, but gathered in homes and gathered in small groups. And kind of like the early church, they met from home to home. Man, sharing communion, worshiping God, you know, and the number being, that were being saved was being added to the number daily, those who were being saved. So it's an awesome picture of that. But I don't know about you, but man, I choose life. I choose life. Look at this next one. I want the power of the resurrection living inside of me. I, I want to receive Christ I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I wanted that at 19. And man, it changed my life. I hope that's your decision. Man, I want Christ. I want to be saved. I want to be filled with this power that Mike's talking about. And you can. That's why Christ went through Holy Week. That's why He went to the cross. So that you and I could be saved. That's the reason He defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated the grave. And He literally took care of sin. So that you and I could be in right standing with God. There's, there's nothing... There's nothing more important than that. And so on this Easter weekend, my prayer for you is that you would be willing to put your faith in Christ. And you would realize it's not about religion. It's not, it's not even about, just about knowledge of Christ. But it's about surrendering and submitting to who Christ is as Lord. And just saying, Jesus, I want you to lead me. I know that you love me. I can look at the cross and see how much you love me. But I want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to be led through life with this resurrection power. And I want to be able to face death. I want to be able to face the grave. I want to be able to face anything with confident hope because of what Christ has done. And so maybe right where you're at today, you make that decision. You say, Jesus, I want you to live in me. And I want you to empower me. And I want you to change me the way that the disciples were changed. I want to, I want to not be afraid of death, but I want to be so excited about life and living and presenting the, the life-changing message of the gospel so right where you're at, maybe you just need to bow your heads and, and close your eyes. And, and maybe there's some family member there that maybe, want to, maybe wants to pray with you. But right there in front of the TV, you can get down and you can pray this, this prayer. It's a prayer of surrender. Just say, Jesus, I confess you that I've, I've messed up. I've blown it. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I've messed up and blown it many times. And his answer is yes, he will. So, Jesus, I want to ask you, if you will, would you come and live within me? I want to quit living the way I've been living. That's repentance. And I want to turn to you. I want you to be the leader, the Lord of my life, the boss of my life. And so, Jesus, I give you everything. I want you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to literally walk through life with the power of the resurrection working in me. And then I want to go public with that. I want everybody to know that Christ lives in me. And one day soon, you're going to follow Christ in believer's baptism. And you want people to know that. And then here's the thing. You're going to live out your life in such a way that people will see there's a change. Just like we talked about last week. That they'll see the change and they'll realize the power of God is at work in you. If that is your prayer, 
The Bible says you will be saved. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for Easter weekend. I thank you for what it represents. I thank you that there is power in the gospel to save lives. God, I thank you there's power in, in, Lord Father, just the resurrection for us. Lord Father, it gives us hope, a confident hope. As Paul talked about, it's dynamite power. It's God, I pray that you would bless today's teaching. I pray that you bless today's services. I pray that you bless the worship services. And God, as we just want to honor you and we want to celebrate Easter like never before because we've never done Easter like this before. God, I pray that you are honored and glorified. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Congratulations to all of you that just made that life-changing decision. This is the greatest decision you will ever make. And we want to help you with your next steps. If you attach the phrase, my decision, to the number on your screen, we'd love to help you as you begin your journey with Jesus. Again, we're so excited to see all that God does in and through you. And now we're going to bring our tithes and offerings to God. And I would encourage you to put God first in this area of your life. And you do that by your giving. And now we've made this super simple. You should see a slide with three ways to give or a link in the comment section to the Journey Church giving page. There you can give your tithes and offerings. If you need help learning how to give online, we have several videos on our YouTube page. Your giving allows us to make an increasing impact for the gospel. So take that step right now and allow God to bless your obedience. Now, would you pray with me as we bless the offering? God, I think for those who are being faithful in their giving right now, we pray you would take it and you would use it to continue to push your gospel throughout the world. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, it's been great for you to join us here today, and we hope to see you right back here next week.